another edition of City Beat TV, City Beat Magazine, City Beat Podcast. And my name is Tony Bass, and I'm here with my partner, Sandy Belize. Hey, everybody. AKA Sandy's World. And right now, we're having an opportunity to talk to a, a phenomenal recording artist. Her name is Deborah Bond. And Deborah, she's from the DC area, and we want to welcome you to City Beat. How are you? I am blessed. Hanging tough. <laughs> oh, I hear you, yeah, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I those earrings are banging. I like them. Taking it back to the '90s. Hey, <laughs> to the late '80s. <laughs> I don't have um, I don't have pierced ears, so it took only 40 plus years to be able to find clip-on versions of these. Because I, I, when I was when all my homegirls was wearing it back in the, you know back in the day with salt and pepper, it was no not not me, not me. So now as a grown up, I'm like going taking myself back to the old school, um, <laughs> reliving the old days. I love it. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> it was a good time, right? Yes, indeed. Oh, yes. for sure, for sure. So I heard Tony say that you're living in Maryland now, but aren't you originally from Connecticut? I am originally born and raised in New Haven, Connecticut, Elm City, as we call it. Um, all my family's still there, a good good portion of them. My mom, my brother, sister, all of them, they're still up there. Uh, and when I turned 17 and it was time to break on, you know, into the college world, came to D.C., fell in love. <laughs> and I, I think that's a great segue to the question I have for you, because when you bounced, you originally were going to go study journalism. Yes. And so the world turned around, <laughs> I guess when you got around all that music. <laughs> yeah, man. DC was popping in the 90s, you know? Um, there were lots, it's a, people don't know it, and people kind of consider DC, you know, of course, political city, because um, it's where, you know, the presidents stay and all those things, but really, there's a thriving, like, live band scene here. Um, it's a drummer's universe here. Go-Go music is the music of this region. That's all percussive drums. So some of the best drummers who are touring with some of the top artists came out of this city, and um, I, I fell in love with all of that. I, I did keep the course for a good while in journalism. I, you know, I, I've been on the other side of this Zoom where I'm the one interviewing. I've done that for many years in radio. Um, but uh, the musicians and the scene, uh, this particular area called the U Street Corridor, there was clubs and bars and places for independent artists to just get on stage and hone their craft. And it really activated that desire in me. As much as I lo- I do enjoy journalism, I do enjoy that world of kind of learning the story behind someone's life, the story behind anything. Um, the music has always been first. I, I studied uh, vocal performance as my minor, and um, I just kind of just jumped right in the scene trying to find musicians to work with or to collaborate, you know, and it has been such a beautiful journey so far. You've traveled the world with some of the who's in the music business, and I can only imagine you know, what that's been like for you. Mm, phenomenal and game-changing. Uh, life-changing, uh, extreme, extremely educational. Learn. I mean, I, I studied vocal performance in school, but my real degree came from actually being out there, you know, and like just really getting the experience, understanding how different climates can affect your voice or how understanding not getting the proper sleep can affect your voice. Meeting people from all over the world who love R&B, 
they can't even speak English, you know, but they will sing along to a Stevie, a Devorah, an Incognito, whoever, you know, they know those lyrics when it's time to, to sing along. And so it taught me so much about how universal music is and how, um, and it's a business. There's it's so many ins and outs to being on the road that I didn't know um, until I was given the opportunities that I, I have to, and I, I mean, I'm still learning. I'm, I'm still really learning, but it's been a blast. I am a complete travel girl. I'm a wanderlust personality. I am a Sagittarius. I like to go, go, go. So for me, being able to see these different countries and, and then perform and get that energy from these people all over the world, and then to just, you know, enjoy their culture, their food, their fa oh, fashion. I went to Japan, went, spent too much money <laughs> on clothes. You know, it's, it's, it's been great. It's been great. And I can't wait to do it again, you know, when we can get through what we're getting through. So maybe that is where the title of your latest album comes from, Compass. There you go. There you go. It's many levels to the to journeying, you know. Um, sometimes journeying is physical. Um, but sometimes journeying is mental and emotional. And for me, it's been a little bit of both. You know, in the last several years, I've had a lot of major life changes. Um, and happening all as I step into my 40s, which is quite interesting, you know, ending a 14-year relationship, having major changes in my band that I have been with for about 15 years, um, traveling the world in ways I never did, quitting my day job, all these like highs and lows. Um, they all led to moments of like, what am I doing? Where am I going next? How am I gonna get through this? This is so amazing. I don't ever want it to end. Like all this, all this energy and for mixed in there, to be real honest with you guys, like mixed in there was like always a slight feeling of being a little bit lost over the last couple of years. Like feeling like, wow, it's really what a time to become single again when I'm like over 40. What a time to be quitting my job and like doing music full time. And, and so there were so many waves of like, I, I don't know where I'm going. I hope I'm doing things okay. You know, am I ever gonna put out a new album? Because it's been 10 years. Um, and that's really what Compass is, what it represents to me is a bit of this um, midlife crisis. Midlife, what am I doing? How do I figure this out? I know I can go. I know I can get where I wanna go. And on top of that, right when I decided to start working on the album, the world shut down. I had, I, up until 2019, I was kind of all over the place. 2019 was not the easiest year for me, um, career-wise and financially. And so by the end of the year, I felt like, I gotta put some new music out where I'm gonna completely stall out um, career-wise. And so I, I had this whole vision and plan and then the world shut down, you know? and. I decided to let that also be a part of the journey and the guide and to do things that represented the, re the reality of my world, which was a little bit rough around the edges, a little bit humbled more than ever before. And so Compass also just represents like being vulnerable and being transparent and not being so polished and not being so colorful and bright and what I think a lot of my fans kind of became very accustomed to with my branding from my Madame Palindrome album with this beautiful uh, gown on the cover and looking like a princess and all this, you know, very ethereal painting inside. I wanted to strip all the color. I wanted to strip all the bright. I wanted to not 
present something super polished because I felt like my world was not very polished. And so what better way to do that than to sit in this seat right here, literally with a couple of pieces of equipment that I can see right here and a MacBook and some speakers and record an album during a time when I have no nothing else better to do anyway. So that really led me to saying, okay, let's do the album now, figure out how to do it at home and let it be. Don't worry about if it's perfect. Don't worry about if it's complete, all the little notes are hit properly or the lyrics are, just let it be and present it in, in a, it's a wonderful album. I play that album all the time. And I'm Thank sure you. that you're getting a lot of good responses from it as well. I'm, at least I'm hoping so. I mean, it's only been out for like six months, but. It's been beautiful. It's been okay. beautiful and I was terrified. I'm, I'll be for real, I was not excited to put it. I was really scared. Um, really like people are gonna say this is whack. <laughs> people are gonna say like, she needs to get back with her old band. People are gonna, I, I just, you know, I kept, telling myself all the negative things. And that's also a part of the story because I was in such a humble place as far as like kind of having my career really spike at one point around between 2012 and 2014, doing some grand things to 2019 where it was just kind of simmering on down. And so, you know, I, I thought that I, I was really scared. I'm not even, I was really like, this is a coin toss, this is a gamble. And I have to give some love to Bluey from Incognito, who I did share the album with. And he was like, so you're gonna just, what are you gonna do? I'm like, I'm just gonna put it out and then kind of go hide. <laughs> and he was like, you can't do that. All right, you can't do it. You have to put it out and let us help you, let us help you. And so, you know, he has a, he's a part of a, a team with a label called Splash Blue Records out of London and they, they really gave me the encouragement to, to like put it out in a, the biggest way I possibly can. And also, you know, they encouraged me to, you know, stand firm on it and that they, and they ensured me that they were gonna let the world know what was up. And in uh, between Bluey and a few key other people, my confidence started to build the more I just lived with the music because it was done last November and I was trying to get it out in the 2020 album, but the universe makes no mistakes. I think it was meant to be out this year. But um, between November, which is also where my birthday is, and I was feeling like, ooh, do I wanna put it out on my birthday? Or between November and January, just living with it, also working on some teasing, teasers. I did all kinds of stuff last year that went over a lot of my fans' heads, but it was all, I, I was doing everything very deliberate. And if you go back and just look at my social media, especially Instagram over the last, you know, six, seven, no, actually last year, I just started teasing and, kind of doing everything in black and white and um, kind of not wearing a lot of makeup and like showing myself in this little living room alone. And I was doing all this, you know, artsy stuff. And um, the, that little moment between November to January, my confidence went up, my love for the album just secured. And like, I started to, I felt ready. I felt like, okay, this is, I mean, people might not like it, but whatever, you know, it's, it means something, it's something to me. We all were home stuck. So there are musicians that are in Nashville, LA, London, Baltimore, Boston, all on that record. And we did that, I wrote it and recorded it all between April and October of last year, start to finish. I sat right here, there's a mic stand in the headphones. I, I recorded it literally sitting right here, like for months and months. 
with wine and bourbon and all kind of, you know, <laughs> late at night, bumping, like, well, does this sound all right? Okay, patience, I like that. You know, um, and when I listened to it, it sounds like we were all in the studio together. They would just send me a session, I'd load it into my MacBook. I had a help, help from my executive producer who lives a couple of blocks away. I knew he was in a bubble. He knew I was in a bubble, so we weren't too afraid of each other, you know, as far as COVID. And he would come through here and help get me recorded properly. And everything was done remote. That whole album was done. I did, I recorded it right here. I sat in this seat so long, y'all. I broke the chair. <laughs> I broke the chair. I have one of my, I have two little bootleg stools right here, this little nook. And one of them collapsed right before a Zoom, maybe like five months ago. I'm like, I'll go to press click and the chair goes, Troop! and it like one of those carnival things where they hit the ball and you drop in the water. And this this one, here's the seat of the chair. That's how long I've been sitting in this stool recording and working on this album oh. in quarantine. Okay. So, you know, oh. I'm gonna, someone told me to frame the seat. I should, frame, <laughs> I should, I should draw a compass on it and frame it because it's a part of a memory you know like it's real out here <laughs> repurpose it right away <laughs> that was part of your journey so let me ask you Deborah. yeah what were some of the things that you had to come to terms with during the quarantine because i like you probably tony too we were trapped at our homes to remote broadcasting and everything mm -hmm. so i'll confess first the first one was I'm not as technical as I thought I was. <laughs> and like, I went to school for media broadcast production. <laughs> and very well, got, you know, scholarships and everything. And when I found myself alone in my room with those wires. <laughs> OMG, yes. When I started doing around, I think it was around like April or May, they started the whole like virtual concerts and stuff. So I did Kennedy Center. I did something for Strathmore. Now that I am not, and I am very confident on stage. I'm very comfortable and at home on stage. But singing in front of a camera or in front of your, I mean, if you go on YouTube and look up my Kennedy Center performance, it's literally in here. And I'm all like, yeah, y'all, come on. I was hating so that everything. Was the challenge. Yeah, I mean, I love you fans out there, but it was not fun. And it was scared. I was nervous. There was some tech stuff going wrong. Like, and it's live, you know? And so I'm like, oh my God. It was, I don't, I'm not about that life. Uh, that is, I also as well realized I went to school for journalism. I worked in radio for 10 years, satellite radio. I, I ran live broadcast. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? Uh, I thought I should do that thing. Why is this not working? <laughs> right? Oh, slam stuff, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, same realization. Yeah, <laughs> same. So that was the challenge, but you, you found out that you were okay being alone as well. It really was. I mean, and my friends were kind of like, you know, I had at least five or five or six friends reach out to me. And they said, we know how you are. We know you, you little Miss Social Butterfly. You okay? <laughs> Literally. Are you, we just checking on, we got one of friends, we got to check on our little social butterfly. I was like, I am chilling right now. <laughs> I'm chilling. See you later, you know? Okay. Okay. So, and, you know, it was, it was a, and, and, you know, as much as I want to get back on stages, 
um, and with all this craziness going on with, this, with the virus and stuff, I wouldn't be mad if we had to shut down a little bit longer and get this world together. I, I, I just wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me. I think a lot, and a couple of, a handful of people in my life have also mentioned that like, they kind of like not being, poor. the ex, the introverts, they're like, I don't really want to go back. <laughs> they are just fine. And that was just my final question. Have yeah. you been able to perform back on stage in front of a live audience? Are you looking forward to that? But you kind of answered that already, that you're okay either way. <laughs> I I live for the human beings. I live for the connection. And I've um I do I've done a couple of private events in the last like maybe four or five months, and which were kind of tricky because like certain parts of the American community don't like to wear masks. There was a few situations where I was kind of like, get me out of here. But in the last two months or so, um, I, I did a show last week in New Haven, Connecticut, in my hometown. It was my first of this like series of spot dates I'm going to be doing over the next couple of months. And I just live for that energy. I, I like to like look you in the eye when I'm singing to you and like see your reaction. I don't want to be like, well, the camera looks great. You know, after each song is like crickets, no applause, you know, so I'm excited about the next uh, five or six shows I have on the books for the between now and October. I really want to go back to Japan. I want to go back. I went there with Incognito for, for about seven day run of shows and it was the most phenomenal experience. Just everything about the culture was real cool and um, yeah. I really can't wait to get out of the country as well. And I would love to go back to South Africa where I performed there for the foreign exchange and a couple of artists and it was just mind blowing. So I want to ask you, um, I was watching um, the video on radio with you mm -hmm. and the keyboards and it was interesting and I, and, and, uh, and I said, hey, this sounded almost like the album, like, just like the album. So I, I'm like, is that how they recorded it? Was it just you and him? Oh, now the video, oh, the live video at Strathmore, yeah. that was actually one of the first things I did last spring. Um, yeah. And that was a, a filmed kind of thing. But you know, I got to shout out Trey Sorrells, who's playing keys on that, because Trey is actually a stellar saxophone player. He's like very new at keys, but he, I've been challenging him. He's been challenging himself to learn more, and he's been ready to step out with me. And he also produced radio, and he also produced Burden on the album. And um, we, Right before, like 2018 and 2019, we, myself, Zoe Ferguson from the group Foreign Exchange, Zoe plays keys for Foreign Exchange, another phenomenal artist. Yep. Um, Zoe, myself, Zoe, and Trey would do brunches on U Street um, every Sunday. We do a brunch at this wine bar, and Zoe would play keys, Trey would play saxophone, and I would sing. Every now and then, Zoe would go on the road, and. Trey offered to just step in and, you know, sub out for him. But he knew he wasn't the strongest keyboard player. So right. he was like, you know what would be cool is if we just import some drum tracks, like some just drum loops of our favorite drummers. Um, one, one who both who happened to be on the album, uh, phenomenal drummer, Nate Smith, Grammy nominated. He done produced for Michael Jackson. He's playing oh. drums on Stride. And Corey Fonville, who plays with the group Butcher Brown, also plays with Christian Scott. Uh, we had loops that they released on records, and we okay. just basically loaded the loop. So you heard the drum, and then Trey played keys, and I sung. It oh. felt very big, didn't it, though? It felt like a band. Right. <laughs> that was literally a MacBook, a keyboard, and a microphone. <laughs> That's it. Make a way. And they did tell me for that Strathmore thing, they were like, you can't have a full band. 
So you're gonna have to figure something out. And I said, well, we're gonna do it. Strathmore is a very elite um, arts and uh, arts, uh, artist development, dance, illustration uh, organization. And it has like educational programs, artist in residency programs, which I was an artist in resident from 2012 to 2013. Trey was an artist in resident just last two years ago. And so they, once you're done with your residency, they basically offer you other opportunities after moving forward. And they're very different, their crowd is very um, different. They love jazz and they love classical and they love folk. And I am a R&B funk girl. So when they asked me to do that thing, I was like, yo, we gonna make, we gonna go hard in Strathmore. We, gonna, we were in the mansion. And I, if you watch the song, I said, you want to party with me, Strathmore? I'm like, they don't know nothing about like, you want to party, Strathmore? Y'all going to party with me today. You're not going <laughs> to What other thing is, um, whose idea was it to have like that whole, um, like a mini video for uh, time? time? That was uh, the director, T.L. Benton, who also uh -huh. directed radio music video, oh. the actual music video for radio. Um, He's, he's, his company Mecca Filmworks is blowing up right now. He's in this area. He had reached out to me before quarantine and wanted to collaborate on some things. And so he was one of the first people I like kind of let into my little bubble in here. And if you go back on Instagram, you'll see he filmed me just singing, um, singing Brandy and Janet Jackson, singing all these songs about missing you up at, during quarantine. And we had such a cool synergy that um, I was like, do you want to do my first music video too? And then we did radio and it was, it had such a great response. And so for a time, he was like, let's do something where we, we, you know, play on the time, like past and future. And would you be interested in being like a jazz singer? And like, I was like, I'm down to do, I didn't even know what the treatment or premise of that music video was until two days before we shot it. He just wow. said, find a little dress, do something with your hair, and act drunk. I was like, oh, that's easy. Okay. Easy. You want me to act drunk? No problem. I'm gonna be myself. You know, yeah. So um it was it was so much fun. And I, I didn't know it was gonna turn into that much of a movie until he had the dialogue with the bandmates in the beginning. And uh we had a blast. We we did that at Keystone Corner Jazz Club in Baltimore. It was completely shut down at the time when we filmed it, and the owner let me take over for a day. Wow. And we had such a blast. So TL, that's all from his mind. I've actually never, only one of my music videos out of all of the ones I have out there did I come up with the storyline and that's for a song called Perfect. But all the other videos, I let the director come up with the story. As long as I'm not doing anything, you know that I wouldn't want my mama to see. Or, or my ch maybe my future children or something. I, I'm down for whatever. I'm very open. I, I really enjoy acting and you know, doing all that stuff. So it was a good time. And it's yeah. doing very well. It's over close to 30,000 views and it's only been out for about two yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys right. for supporting right. me, putting me on a platform. I, I appreciate it. All right. Where I'm going and I'm still waiting. Still waiting for the future. Say this comes with a
please don't fall down with you. I don't even, um, I, you know what? I could do all of this. I could do it. I could play this. I could boom, boom, boom. I could do all of that. You know what I'm saying? I, wake up, man. Wake up. Y'all good? <laughs>